I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Covering the live betting angles for every game, this is VSIN Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is our number two of VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds here on a Thursday night. A lot of action on the hardwood. They're just wrapping up the play in Kapalua for the Century Tournament of Champions in golf PGA Tour back in our lives. And entering our lives now for the first time, Wes, is our friends over in our nation's capital in Washington, D.C. VEASAN and Live Bet Tonight are now heard on three radio stations in Washington, D.C. on iHeart Sports 1190, the DMV's Best Bet on Sports, and on 104.7 FM and WWDC FM HD2. VEASAN programming will be heard on all three stations starting at 5 p.m. Eastern each weekday afternoon, and you can hear VEASAN all weekend long. So you guys are going to learn us. You're going to yes. love us. We're going to love you guys as we love we, our nation's capital. We, we love that we're picking up votes in Washington, D.C., <laughs> yeah. because apparently those have been tough to come by uh, lately. This guy, <laughs> he, he plays to his audience. I do. <laughs> I do, <laughs> but welcome to the folks from the district. Uh, glad to have you aboard. Uh, yes, we are very, very ecstatic to have our friends in Washington, D.C. aboard. Uh, you'll be able to catch us VEASAN Live Bet tonight if you're unfamiliar with our show. Uh, we, essentially, for our jobs, and you, hear, hear me out because it's amazing, we get to watch sports and live wager on them mm-hmm. and talk about it. That's what we do yes. here on VEASAN Live Bet well, tonight. Uh, worse ways to, to make a living. <laughs> it's better than a kick in the ass, right, Femi? <laughs> most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. As someone who's had a, a kick in the ass a time or two, uh, most definitely yes, is better we, than we, that. we all have. <laughs> Everybody's had it at some point. Um, but coming up in hour number three, so 60 minutes from now, we'll discuss some DMV area futures bets that we might want to play some wagers on. I have a bet actually in a game involving the Washington Commanders I. and Dallas Cowboys. You have one as well. We will discuss that coming up in the third hour, so stick around for that. Uh, but right now, college hoops. It appears we're about to end the first half in Iowa City. Yeah, and it can't come too soon for uh, my alma mater, the Indiana Hoosiers. Is, uh, yeah. They were up 35-15 to 15 at one point. Now it's 45-39. By the way, Race Thompson left the game, uh, uh, took, I think, a knee on knee or took a shot to the knee and uh, had to be helped off the floor. Uh, Indiana just picked, they picked up a technical a minute ago, catch the ball out of the net and threw it to the official. Courtney Green calls Jordan Geronimo for a technical. Now all of a sudden, Indiana, who was up 20 early on, only a five-point game with about a minute left to go. We're on the over 152.5. Well, it looks like in good shape there, but 
this has been this has been a, a lot game and runs for Iowa. It's been a pretty big roller coaster here for the Hoosiers. Oh, they're gonna count that. They can say basket interference. Yeah, oh, I went, and no. I think I think Trace Jackson Davis actually got fouled there. Too. Yeah, it would have been and one. Yeah, but I think now it's gonna be just two free throws because of the basket interference. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, uh, somebody was going at I think it was Jordan Geronimo going, yeah, oh, and he touched the rim. Oh, come on. He touched the rim. I mean, you know, they, they do have to call that one, even yeah, though this has not been. And uh, look, I said uh, uh, in, uh, not, in maybe a little bit more colorful language than I'll use here, the Big Ten leads the nation in both home attendance and crappiest officials. They do for, – for a major conference, the officiating in this league really stinks if you watch Big Ten basketball, where, where sometimes it is tackle basketball and then – Sometimes they call every touch foul. There's just no consistency here. This guy Fran always looks like he's ready to like. Yeah, come, Fran come McCaffrey. To, uh, he's, 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 he's more uh, unhappy with the officials than I am. He's he's always yelling about something though. Yeah, he definitely is. Uh, you mentioned Race Thompson and his injury. Uh, how big and how impactful oh. is that for the Hoosiers? And I guess, for lack of a better phrase. How could we apply that to yeah, live betting? Just from a depth standpoint, I'm waiting to get reports on race, just kind of following the IU uh, media uh, horde here and uh, seeing uh, if they hear anything. So I'll bring that along when I can. But, of course, Xavier Johnson, we know he, the the fifth-year senior, he is out until about late February, early March uh, with, with a knee injury. And now at Thompson – you know, and Thompson, quite frankly, is, has, has been down this year. That doesn't mean you want to lose him, but, you know, he's kind of been a little bit of a black hole offensively, and, and uh, you know, they, they, he just hasn't really produced. I, I think, you know, he's a guy that can be a very good post defender, probably their best post defender. So, you know, what you're going to see now, I think, is maybe what you're seeing a little bit tonight. Uh, Indiana got to play faster, but certainly the depth. And you're already starting one freshman with Jalen Huchifino, Malik Renaud, also playing off the bench. So you're going to have to start playing some guys that aren't used to getting big minutes now with, with essentially two starters from the, you know, opening of the season uh, out for Indiana is uh, Indiana trying to finish this half strong 48 to 40, by the way, about 30 seconds left to go in the first. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I guess there's 10 seconds on the shot clock. I was going to say if they could try to hold for the last shot, uh, Trace Jackson Davis misses the point blank bucket, but one of the, other forwards there to clean yeah. up the mess. Yeah, Jordan Geronimo is that a he was the one that got the technical and he was the one they did not call that basket interference, by the way. So Trace did get an and one okay. on the uh last possession. As oh, this is going floor. to be fifty to forty unless that heave goes in for Miller Cop. <gasps> and it almost did. <laughs> fifty to effort. forty, Indiana uh uh in play line, and we'll get a second half line too. Mm -hmm. One seventy three and a half on the total. Hoosiers minus eight and a half in terms of the end game. So I would expect Iowa to be maybe like one, one and a half in the second half. Total is going to be probably like 82 and a half, 83, something like that. So after one half of play, you're over 151 and a half? 152 and a half. 152 and a half. I mean, we got 90 points on the board. We, we, we do, and, and I don't really see, and sometimes I would like to middle in that situation, but I don't know if this is going to slow down because I think – I don't expect Indiana is necessarily going to like try to be a snail here and protect the lead. I think that that would be the absolute wrong way to approach this, despite the fact that your depth's taking a little bit of a hit. But Indiana in the first half, 65.5% from the floor, 5 of 7 from the 3, left a few at the foul line, as they always do, 7 of 12. Iowa, 43%, 3 of 10 from the 3. Indiana, plus 6 in the rebounds, but minus 4 in the turnovers. Hoosiers had a 21-point lead at one point. And Iowa actually got this down to five for Indiana went on a five Oh run to make it 10 at the half. Yeah, with the way that Indiana is shooting, it makes sense that they're up by 10. You would probably expect Iowa to shoot it a little bit better mm -hmm. in the second half. So yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there with like, cause typically I know you like to do the hedge middle and yes. all that stuff. Yes. I, this is probably a situation where you don't really want to play back on the second half under or anything because yeah, I, I think I, you we're going to continue at this pace. And, and I think if you feel you got the best of it, look, I've seen this and this happens all the time. You get a big first half and then the second half slows down, but you need, you know, if you took the over 152 and a half, you basically need 63 points in the second half. Mm -hmm. I think that those are are going to come here. And plus, I think with Indiana now down what is looking like two starters, that doesn't look like Ray Thompson's coming back in the game. Yeah. That means your depth it takes a little bit of a hit. And we know Iowa is already without Patrick McCaffrey. So that's why you might be a little bit more permissible on defense where you're not going to want to foul. 
because then you're having to go to like walk-ons or guys that are like the 12th or 13th scholarship player on your roster and those guys are there for a reason and they don't play a lot so you don't want to have to get dig that deep into the bench so that's why i think you know if a guy gets position it's like don't pick up a cheap foul at the rim or something like that and get in foul trouble well, we're waiting for a second-half market right now in that game between the Hoosiers and the Hawkeyes. But right now, Indiana leads at 50-40. to 40. While we're waiting for that, we do have a second-half market in the game between Oregon and Colorado. And like we mentioned earlier in the show, it's been all buffs out there in Boulder. They lead at 37-19. But uh, Oregon is laying three on the consensus number. But I'm seeing some interest coming in on the Ducks. Three and a half in some places, even four in others. Total sitting at 74. Do you think Oregon can make this a little bit more respectable. I think they can. I don't know if I'm going to bet it accordingly, but Oregon, 24% from the floor in the first half, 6 of 25, also 7 of 13 from the line. That's gross. Colorado, 43%, and then they've also hit four threes for only about 29%. But Colorado is such an erratic team. You know, we mentioned it in the last hour when we were talking about this game. This is a team that can beat Tennessee and then lose on the road at Grambling. And, and also can lose at Cal. Cal might be, them in Louisville, when you call like the Power Six conferences, and that's Big Ten, Big 12, SEC, ACC, Pac-12, and I'd also include the Big East from a basketball standpoint. And Colorado is down there with like Louisville and Georgetown, just really, or excuse me, Cal, I should Cal, say. Yeah. Really, really, really bad teams, and and that's a terrible loss for Colorado. So, if anything, in the second half, I would probably look at the Ducks late lane three, just because Colorado is absolutely so erratic. I think uh, what was the closer on this? Okay, Colorado was two and a half. Yep. So essentially, now you're getting fifteen lane three in the second half, and some three and a halves are starting to show as well. Yeah, I mean, you would think that Oregon could shoot the ball a little bit better than what they did in the first half. Uh, you would think. It's no guarantee <laughs> based on what they did in the first 20 minutes of play. The market is starting to populate, though, in Indiana and Iowa. Once again, Hoosiers have a 10-point lead, 50-40 to 40 at the half. I'm seeing the Hawkeyes laying three, the consensus number painted across yeah. the board, total of 83. That makes sense. They're getting seven now. I think they closed one-and-a-half, two-point favorites because uh, they did make a run. It doesn't look like they're going to get run out, and plus you got to take into effect that Indiana's lost a starter with Race Thompson apparently mm-hmm. done for the night. So Indiana's got to Indiana's got to play some younger guys, I think, in this game. And and so far they they they've been okay, but you know when it gets to crunch time and it's on the road in the Big Ten, it's tough to win on the road and in, in almost any conference of conference basketball might be the toughest in the Big Ten to win on the road. You feel like if you win a Big Ten road game, you win a game and a half. And I think that's how Indiana ought to approach this. And look. These are games that you need to find a way. You got an Iowa team that's struggling, that's kind of trying to figure it out. They're 0-3 in the Big Ten conference play, and they're desperate. So that's why I think you're seeing Iowa three-point favorite in the second half. So would you say that this is Iowa or pass in the second half? Yeah, yeah, but but I'm going to elect to pass on this one. Don't want to bet against the alma mater? Well, no, but, I mean, look, I will, though. I mean, there are times that I will. I won't feel good about it, but I'll still cast the ticket all the same. <laughs> he said, hey, that, he roots for the green on top yeah. of everything green else. Green before cream and crimson. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we'll have more college hoops on the other side. Also, we're through 18 holes at Kapalua. We'll get you the updated odds when we return. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zip. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Become a VSIM Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. Sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy VSIM sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get VEASAN Pro access through the end of March Madness at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas right now. In college hoops, our attention has been paid to Indiana and Iowa. Uh, the Hawkeyes are three-point favorites in the second half as they trail 50-49 to 49 at the break. And I know, Wes, you said that kind of Iowa or pass, but you're going to pass. Yeah, this yeah one. I'm going to elect to do that. Uh, 83, by the way, the second half total. So adjusted now at 173. We're at 152.5. So uh, hopefully uh, uh, this uh, torrid pace continues that we have seen in Iowa. We're also about to get to halftime at Poly Pavilion. 2.02 left to go in the first half. UCLA up 41-24 against USC. Yeah, it's been all Bruins from the get-go. Yeah, they're laying 19 and a half now. <laughs> Total 143 and a half. I'm not even sure if, if – I, I mean, I guess maybe you could – if I had to play something, maybe I'd play USC just mm-hmm. out of principle of, okay, I don't think they're going to get mm-hmm. run out of the gym, but maybe they do they're, get run out of the gym. USC is actually shooting better percentage-wise, but not getting a lot of uh, opportunities uh, because it's 20 to 11 rebound edge for the Bruins and also uh, USC six turnovers, only two for UCLA as uh, USC just trying to see maybe if they can get it down to about 10 or even single digits here in the final two minutes. But they took the money because this was close to like 15. I think it was 14 and a half or 14 on the opener, went all the way down to 11, then got a buyback at a couple places. But yeah, this has been a, this has been all UCLA tonight as they try to go five and zero in the Pac-12. Our colleague Danielle Alvari, I believe, is there doing the MC work tonight at yeah. Poly Pavilion. So uh, I believe we'll talk uh, to Danielle got, tomorrow. Got it. Got a fired up crowd. I think certainly with the with the Trojans in town and the Trojans uh, taking an early beatdown. It's crazy to say that this UCLA team. I mean, they look better than they were last year, mm-hmm. and last year's team had all the hype because two years ago. When they gave Gonzaga all they could handle in the national semifinal, it was almost like everyone's like, okay, well, UCLA is yeah. a top five team, and here we go. And and they were a good team, but they were never really that top five because they were another one of those power five teams that got hot going from first four mm-hmm. to final four. But this year's team, every time I watch them play, I'm impressed. I mean, I remember watching them play at yeah. MSG. I forgot who they were. Was it, it was Kentucky. Kentucky. Yeah, it was Kentucky that they played. And I get the Wildcats have had their struggles or whatever. You can throw that back at me. But, I mean, I think that UCLA, though, so far this year, they've been one of the more impressive teams. And yeah. you can make an argument they might be the best team out west. Well, they, they lost two games out here in Las Vegas. Remember, they lost to Illinois, and then they lost to Baylor. I think it was that uh, 
you know, whatever, the Continental Tire main event over there at T-Mobile mm-hmm. Arena. But, you know, they've gotten some solid wins. Uh, they beat Kentucky. They did win at Maryland. I know Maryland's kind of struggling, too. But still, that was an impressive win to win by 27. But UCLA, eighth in adjusted offensive efficiency, seventh uh, on defense. Number four, by the way, in terms of turnover percentage. And that's because you got a senior point guard in Tiger Campbell yeah. who can take care of the ball, who can get wherever he wants. This is a team that does have some experience. Of course, uh, Campbell, Jaime Yaquez, David Singleton, who's a really good three-point shooter. Those guys, you know, have Final Four experience. Uh mm-hmm. And there's something to be said for that. And obviously, Amari Bailey, Jalen Clark. Amari Bailey, a really talented five-star freshman out of uh, Sierra Canyon, as they are showing that game. And uh, uh, Bill Walton has the uh, The promoting the uh, national championship game for football. As uh, is he with his uh, his buddy Dave Pash? It is uh, Dave, I'm right? Sure, I'm sure, yeah, Dave. Yeah, it is Dave, right? <laughs> Dave Pash, best straight man in the business, man. Yeah. Uh, almost, almost, almost as good as you in terms <laughs> yeah, of, of being a straight man for a wacky <laughs> lunatic partner like both you and he have. <laughs> I appreciate you throwing my hand in it, but you're not as wacky as Bill Walton. No, uh, I'm not. I wish I was. <laughs> I wish I was. I, mean, I wish I was. I would. All... I would love to have Bill Walton's life. He's you know, a, go chill out in the teepee in the backyard. You know, he's living on some sort of ride my bike and actually, you know, see the world. And he's in Walton land. Yes. yes um, he is. But when you look at UCLA's metrics and stuff from like the Ken Palm numbers and all that, and I know that they haven't really gotten super deep into conference play. So these things will change. Mm-hmm. But 11th in the country in defensive turnover. Percentage, yeah, that's the one that jumps out to me, especially come tournament time. If you have the ability to sn- steal those extra possessions, mm-hmm. that, that's so helpful, well, I feel like. And, and what they have, I mean, Tiger Campbell's not a very big kid. They list him at 5'11". He might be about 5'9", 5'9 yeah. and a half. I think really be counting the accurate. dreads for the 5'11". Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you if you uh, cut that hair and, you know, maybe get his bald on here, he's about 5'8". <laughs> but, you know, they've got some wings uh, uh, that are 6'5", Clark and Amari Bailey. So, yeah, they can put pressure on on the basketball, too, and, you know, Campbell just knows how to control the offense. And I think when you've had as many years in a system, there's something to be said for having your point guards. You know, what did Mike Bray say? Get old, stay old. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiger Campbell, I think he was originally a DePaul commit uh, out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. But all four years in this system, and, you know, you can kind of see he doesn't turn the ball over very much. He's a very good assist man and, you know, just knows how to run the offense as I – as I say that, I think he might have turned it over there, but that was very, very few and far between here. Too much so, Tiger Campbell love. Yeah, 44 to 26, by the way. 1.8 left to go. Uh, USC going to get it at half court for one last heave. If somebody asked you, they said, pick one team from the Pac-12, not even one team, just pick between these two teams, team that would go furthest in the tournament, UCLA or Arizona, who would you mm. That is a tough question. By the way, we're going to see Arizona, I believe, uh, starting at the top of the next hour. They get, they get UW down in the McGale Center. And I saw Arizona up close, so I don't want to let that be biased. But this is a team, number one in adjusted offensive efficiency, 10th in tempo, number one in two-point percentage. Uh, only one loss, and that was at Utah. But that was when they just won Maui. Mm-hmm. And then they had to go back on the road. It's a scheduled loss. Yeah, so and they had some time off, the holiday, and then they had to go on the road. So this team can really run the floor, though, and they run really good stuff. They can play full court. They've got guys that can shoot the basketball well enough in the half court. Uh, about 36% as a team. That's like top 80 in the country. But the kid that's their best player is Tuvalis. Mm-hmm. Hey, he, he's going to be a pro. Umar Balo, a big guy, but, you know, maybe not – he, Umar Balo is like Kofi Coburn, a guy that was a really good college center and can play internationally, but just maybe not athletic enough so that for some of the athletic kids yeah, in the he's NBA. Not enough, no, he's not. And they'll run him all over the floor. But Tubelis at 6'11", that dude can run. And, and that's a, you know, another European big guy that can step out and shoot. And those guys are pretty in vogue right now in the NBA. So I, I, would, I would lean Arizona that they will go farther than UCLA. I just think that they – UCLA, one of the things, they don't take a lot of threes. I think they are way down there. They are very rim dependent, and you have Arizona that does have two big guys down low that can be good rim protectors. So, you know, if they run into a team like that in the NCAA tournament, I I think Arizona goes farther than UCLA. 
Arizona has a lot of size. You mentioned Tubelis being a big mobile guy who can step out, shoot a three. Arizona used to have an, another one of those guys. His mm-hmm. name was Laurie Markkinen. Yes. And tonight, Laurie Markkinen put up a career high in points, 49 <laughs> points. Every night, every night we're getting one of these guys. Jeez. 49, eight rebounds, one assist, but 15 of 27 that, from the field, though. I mean, just, he, he's, an, he's an all-star, and I've been saying yeah. he was an all-star. Man, this kid is really good. And, you know, he's probably a guy left after one year, and some of these one-and-dones, man, they don't light the world on fire right away. He needs a little seasoning. Yeah, and then it takes three or four years. I remember uh, there was a – I remember Jermaine O'Neal when he came out of high school. Yeah. Remember he sat the bench in Portland, couldn't mm-hmm. get any time, couldn't get arrested. Right, even though some other guys got arrested on yeah. that Portland Trailblazers team back then, they were when they, a, when that was the team. that was the Jailblazers era, is what they used to call yeah. them. But uh, Jermaine got a shot to go, uh, you know, to Indiana, and became an All Star. It's like, man, this guy's really good. Why, why didn't they use him a little bit more? I mean, because they had so many vets on that Portland. Yeah, they team. did, and they had Sheed, and yeah. you know, guys that were experienced veterans, but. You know, some of these guys, if they don't light it on fire, because remember Markinen, not originally with the Jazz, he was with the Bulls, mm-hmm. traded him, and you know, Utah might have picked up some gems in these trades. Uh, but even though Danny Ainge, you know, it looked like okay, we see what Danny Ainge is trying to do. Remember when uh, uh, Brian Windhorst did the? Yeah, <laughs> why would they do that? Yes, why would they trade Bryce O'Neal to Brooklyn? <laughs> clearing up uh, clearing up some space, but this Utah team, they've kind of fallen back to earth a little bit, but they've been very damn competitive in the first half of yeah. the season. Have, have they fallen back to earth, or has Danny Age made the phone call of saying, hey, what the hell are we doing Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, he, he might have to, 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 uh, to the uh, coaching brain trust down low, but yeah, because yeah, he's like, Houston and San Antonio are, like, way worse than we are. Exactly. Hey, guys, we're trying to get Wemby here, so don't mess it up. Yes. Uh, but speaking of the NBA, though, the Denver Nuggets right now lead the Clippers 26-13. Denver laying 11.5 in-game total is at 225.5, so a fast start here for the Nuggets. Uh, we'll keep you caught up on that game. We'll give you an update on Indiana-Iowa as they are into the second half. Also, we will get you those updated odds for the Century Tournament of Champions over in Kapalua. All that coming up next. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. Winter sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Call Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. We thank you for joining us here on this Thursday evening, uh, about midway point through the show. And we are through one quarter in the Rocky Mountains between mm-hmm. the Nuggets and the Clippers. Denver off to a fantastic start, 32-15. to 15. Laying 11.5 total, 217. Yeah, Clippers at full strength tonight, by the way. Uh, Kawhi and Paul George uh, both in the starting lineup for the Clippers. But nothing doing so far. 32-15 to Denver all over them. We said Denver awesome at home and gave all the numbers in terms of the shooting percentages and whatnot. So uh, waiting for this uh, box score to go ahead and download. But Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray, yeah. yeah. I saw that he had had 13 at one point. He, yeah, he does have 13. Uh Jokic, uh, three, three, and five, three points, three rebounds, five assists. Uh, Aaron Gordon also with eight. Clippers, four of 21 from the floor in the first quarter. One of 11 from three. Uh, nobody making shots. Kawhi, 0 for five. Paul George, 0 for five. So nothing doing for the Clips. If you were interested in betting the Clippers, would you, because I'm sure Kawhi and Paul George are maybe going to get some rest now. Or maybe they're already been resting. Maybe they're going to return for the second quarter. You probably, but, I think, maybe at the six-minute mark yeah, of the second to, quarter. Try to squeeze in the clipper bet there. Yeah, yeah, that's when you would want to do it because that's when they're probably going to come in because you would think mm-hmm. you're going to see, you know, Covington and Terrence Mann and Kennard. Maybe if this, maybe the second unit makes a little run here. They could because they have a really good second unit. Like yes. Norman Powell, he's yeah, up for the sixth uh, man of the yeah, year. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, those guys are probably going to play. And then uh, – See if uh, they really don't have a backup point guard that's going to play. So it might be a lot of minutes for Reggie Jackson tonight. Oh, he'll love that. He loves to get his shots up. Oh, he does. <laughs> Old Reggie Jackson. Uh, right now in the collegiate ranks, Indiana 
hanging on to a six-point lead against Iowa, 57-51, less than 15 minutes to go. Hoosiers now laying five-and-a-half total is at 168-and-a-half. Yeah, uh, slowed a little bit so far, seven-to-six in the first five minutes in the uh, second half. But Indiana minus five-and-a-half, 168-and-a-half. Of course, we're on 152-and-a-half on the over, so still looking good. Uh, Chris Murray, by the way, looks like they are keeping him in the game. He does have three Mm -hmm. fouls and does get the uh, putback there. Asking for the foul call. Doesn't get it. 7-0 run, by the way, for Iowa in the last 143. Indiana, yeah, Iowa giving some, like, token, you know, three-quarter court pressure here. And Indiana been turning the ball over. And, and, and look, the depth is taking a hit. We knew Xavier Johnson was out. But we also know now that Race Thompson, by the way, not going to return as there is another turnover. Poor entry pass to Trace Jackson Davis. So all of a sudden, the Hoosiers now down to minus three and a half. The entry pass is a lost start. I don't know if it's because of all the pick and roll basketball that we play now, but the entry pass is a yeah. lost start in today's basketball. Yeah, and, and you could see, I mean, this is what they, they do with Trace, and they did it with Race Thompson, too. They double every time. Mm-hmm. So it's like when Trace gets that, he's got he's got to make a move. And what I think Indiana doesn't do, they don't get him on the move enough. It's like get him the ball at the foul line, let him make a move, especially when he's against like a bigger guy in the conference, like a Hunter Dickinson or at Michigan or Zach Eady at Purdue. Let him make a move and try to outquick these bigger guys. But, yeah, they're doubling him. And now uh, uh, Indiana, the shot selection's not been good here in the second half, and now they only cling to a four-point lead. They were up 21 at one point in the first half. They were cruising in that first half, but now we got a ball game, so at least it'll entertain us, and maybe it'll be a sweat for you, but hopefully the over goes uh, smooth along the way. Uh, the big news that we had in the first hour here in this show was from the NFL, ESPN's Adam Schefter, and a lot of the other insiders reporting that the Bills-Bengals game from Monday night will not resume at the conclusion of the regular season. So there will be no Bills-Bengals game. It has officially been canceled. Uh, obviously, the first and foremost, the health and safety of DeMar, Ham- DeMar Hamlin, I should say. The Bills' safety is what's uh, paramount here as he is doing much better, according to all the reports from the medical officials over there at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. But Bills-Bengals will not resume, so it will be a no contest, meaning the Cincinnati Bengals are the AFC North Division champions mm-hmm. also being kicked around and being discussed among league circles, and there will be a special meeting tomorrow will be the proposal of a neutral site AFC championship game if both the Bengals and Bills win, and then also if Kansas City wins, and we have the one seed kind of still up in the air where it would go to Kansas City, but if Kansas City were to face Buffalo yeah. in that instance, the game would be played at a neutral site that has yet to be determined. They're still discussing the neutral site options. But uh, because of all the news that we've had with this game now being canceled officially, uh, VEASAN's own Ben Fox, the VP of digital content here at the network, tweeted this just moments ago. A lot of betting implications off the NFL's announcement at DraftKings Sportsbook, Cincinnati cashes as AFC North division winners. Determined win totals will be settled normally and all others will be voided. So Bengals over 10 and bills over 11 and a half tickets cash. Mm-hmm. But like we say for most things, check your check, house rules, check your house rules, because some are not going to be, you know, you have to play a certain amount of games. I know like for baseball win totals, I think it's like 160 games. And, you know, a lot of books will have it stipulated. You got to play the full 18, you know, a full 17, I should say 18 league schedule, of course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you definitely want to check that in, in those terms. And we know in some of the contests out here, that game was graded as a loss as yeah. well because it's got to be played by a certain day. I think it had to be concluded by Wednesday mm-hmm. of that week uh, for it to count. So, you know, that that that's what happens. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough break, but, I mean, we kind of dealt with that a little bit in terms of games being moved with COVID, COVID yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, you know, those are things that, I mean, you know, they have these rules for a reason. Uh, so uh, definitely check those out as now uh, we have a one-possession game in Iowa City, 57 to 56. Indiana has absolutely fallen apart here. I believe this is a 10 0 run for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, they've stormed back from 21 down. The defense has forced 14 turnovers. Now, does Iowa have the gas left, or do they have the, uh, you know, the, the mojo going? Because Indiana. Indiana's starting to look stagnant now. Mm-hmm. They were looking really good in the first half, moving the ball, and it helps when you're hitting shots. But they've been uh, very stagnant as uh, Trace gives them, Trace Jackson Davis gives them a much needed bucket. But 
you could tell uh, if you've got this game on a second screen, Indiana struggling offensively, but still three-and-a-half-point favorites, 169-and-a-half on the total. Uh, to put a bow on the win totals and the bets that are going to cash from this Bengals-Bills game being canceled, I also believe, if I'm interpreting everything correctly, like if you had an under 10 on Cincinnati, that's going to be a loser. And if you have under 11.5 on Buffalo, that'll yeah. be a loser as well. So those, everything gets graded out as normal. But like you mentioned with the – with the house rules, and I know especially in college football, it happens a lot more frequently due to like hurricanes. If it right. gets canceled and doesn't get made up, right. all the win total bets get voided and all that. So there's experience with this happening, uh, not typically in the NFL, but in college football, we've seen that. So once again, check those house rules. Uh, some places, whether the regardless of whether these teams have gone over, it might just be voided, or if it goes under. Instead of being a loser, mm-hmm. you actually would get your money back, and it would be voided since they didn't play the full allotment of the 17-game schedule. So, uh, as always, check your house rules. But at DraftKings, congratulations to the people that bet over 10 on the Bengals and over 11.5 on the Bills for the regular season win total. And also congratulations to everybody that bet Bengals to win the NF- or NFC, the AFC North, as they have now been recognized as the division champions. Although, like we read, if they lose on Sunday – and they end up having to play the Ravens in the wild card, it will be a coin flip that mm-hmm. determines where that game will be played. So despite a division championship, they could still end up being on the road if they lose against Baltimore. Um, but right now, 61 all. Yeah, tie game in minutes. Iowa City. Iowa yeah. has never has uh, never led here, and if they get a stop, they're going to have a chance to take the lead. So under 12 minutes to go. Boy, uh, Indiana, this is, this is growing up time. You know, to try to win this game on the road, Hoosiers minus uh, one and a half plus a dollar five, one seventy one and a half on the total. You can see that they're like throwing the ball. They look all discombobulated right now. Yeah, uh, rattled, I, Iowa has tried to turn up the pressure and sped them up. Fifteen to four scoring run, make that a seventeen to four scoring run. The Hawkeyes take the lead at the under twelve timeout. This team was down twenty one in the first half and wow. now have a two point lead. Wow. That this that, this this Indiana has fallen apart and credit Iowa for not giving in. Look, we mm-hmm. said desperate team and they're they're showing it right now. And I stared at that minus three and didn't end up playing it, but looking like good if you did. Well the Hawkeyes are now laying two and a half. So you have that presented to you once again. The live total's at one seventy four and a half. So importantly for you, that's trending very, very well. But would you lay that two and a half with Iowa given that that place looks like a madhouse. And I, I lean that way because I just think Indiana right now, they're looking for leadership and they're looking for something that, you know, is going to keep them going. They're playing some young guys out there. They're throwing the ball all over the place and just looking really discombobulated offensively. Uh, Iowa looks like the team that I think is going to win this game at the moment. Yeah, the Hoosiers right now plus 135 on the money line, but I would agree with you that they look a little rattled just based off of this. Mm-hmm. And the the Hawkeyes got an and one on the previous possession. Yeah, and when they're running a zone, you know, they need to get a better zone offense too because they're just standing around and doing nothing. Well, we'll stick with that game. We'll also get a preview on the 8 o'clock games as well when we return here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circus Resort and Casino, Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. Hanging out here, a close game. We didn't expect it to be a close game. Well, we did initially. Then it got to a big lead for the Indiana to be where It was going to be a blowout, and now uh, now we're right back to square one here, uh, midway through the second half. Iowa leads 60-68 now to sixty-four. Yeah, biggest lead of the game now for the Hawkeyes. Uh, first time they've led by two possessions, so sixty-eight to sixty-four. Hawkeyes minus three and a half, one seventy-six and a half on the total. Twenty-two-seven run over the last six minutes for Iowa. Well, this has been a, a hell of a performance for the Iowa Hawkeyes in the second half. But we will put this college basketball to the table right now because we wanted to get you guys the updated numbers for the Century Tournament of Champions over in golf. The PGA Tour got back underway this week over at Kapalua. And we've been teasing it for a couple segments. So we might as well get you guys the mm-hmm. numbers uh, while we have the chance here. Um, after 18 holes of play... We have a three-way tie at the top. Colin Morikawa, J.J. Spawn, and John Rahm, who went off as the tournament favorite, hovering around plus 650 or so, depending on where you shop. But uh, right now, Rahm, that price is now plus 240 yeah. for him to win the tournament with 54 to play. Number one uh, after round one and strokes gained putting is one John Rahm, plus 3.8, almost four strokes gained. And when we talk about strokes gains, that's how many strokes you gain as relative to the average of the field. So John Rahm at 3.8, uh, not really a, not a bad ball striking day, but not really great when you compare it to some of the other contenders. But uh, uh, did did putt very well, did John Rahm, and I think the rightful favorite. Remember, this guy did shoot uh, 33 under par last year and, and didn't win the tournament. So uh, that yeah. was Cam Smith at 34 under. Smith obviously not defending his title this season. And then uh, – Morikawa also gained with the putter, uh, plus 172. J.J. Spawn, plus 169. I think I'm seeing Spawn at like 22 to 1, mm-hmm. a little bit down the board. Uh, J.J. won his first PGA Tour event, by the way, last year. But West Coast guy tends to play decent on the West Coast, certainly his best golf for the most part. Colin Morikawa, who I have at plus 2250, now 6 to 1. Colin Morikawa actually gained everywhere. He gained not only with the putter, he gained in strokes, gained around the green. Gained a stroke on approach. He's usually pretty good on approach. By the way, he's got relatively new irons in his bag. Only has played a couple mm-hmm. tournaments. And then gained a little bit off the tee. So, uh, uh, Colin Marikawa, very good start. Uh, remember, uh, I, I think, yeah, he he his back nine, he just went absolutely ape, you know what, uh, and uh, was able to get it in in 30 on the back crazy. nine. Because remember, this is a par 73. It's 36 on the out on the frontward nine, and then 37 on on the inward nine, uh, I believe only one par three on that back nine. So Marikawa really tore it up in the final several holes. Is there a guy right now that you might add to your card? I know the field is only 39 and mm-hmm. it's so condensed and you don't want to be where you have way too many guys and it's, mm-hmm. you don't really get a big of a payout. But is there somebody that's a little bit further down the board? And, and someone like Scheffler is still plus 750, yeah. even though he's a couple back. But what about someone like a Jordan Spieth at 20 to 1, or maybe even a Tony Finau, yeah. who's hovering around his pre-tournament odds? I'm probably not going to add, because of what you mentioned, that there's only 39 players in the field. I've already got four guys going, two of them in pretty solid position. Uh, Sun JM, by the way, part of that uh, multiple-way tie at 7 under par, he is 12 to 1. I got him at 20, so I've got at least two in good positions. Uh, Patrick Cantlay a little bit down there, and then uh, my fourth one, Sam Burns, uh, a little bit a little bit far back. But 
If I were to add, I mean, uh, I just kind of looking, if I'm just going by some of these strokes gain numbers that I'm, I'm looking at as we speak, uh, Tom Kim, very good with his irons today, plus mm. 206. Uh, remember, uh, Tom Kim was the guy that won twice late in the season, including right here at Vegas over at the Shriners at TPC Summerlin and was really the star for the international team on the President's Cup. He is currently at 11 to 1. So, it's tough to like really take a bomb here, Femi, because these guys are all going to shoot low numbers. Yeah. Like it's hard to come from the back unless you shoot something like a 62 or something ridiculous, which is 11 under par around here, or 63, 64, by the way, being the low shared by the three players, Morikawa, Rama, and Spawn. So let's say if you had no action on this tournament, Tom Kim would be the guy that you would identify. Yeah, well, based on how he's hitting his irons, maybe thinking that the putter could get in shape. He actually lost a quarter stroke with the putter today. Cause uh, I'm just uh, looking at the numbers here. Wasn't quite. He was, he was in the back end. Uh, Tom Kim and Sun Jm, the two South Koreans actually did lose on the greens today, but were very good on approach and also off the tee. So those would maybe be the two I would look to add. All right. There you go. So for the folks who have no action, want to sweat out a little bit of golf starting tomorrow, Tom Kim or Sung J.M. Yeah, and, and look, there's a lot of guys in, in contention here. And I think if you're looking at the leaderboard, like don't fret if you're not right on the lead. Like I think, oh, no. I think if you shot even maybe four under today, now that that means I'm going to rule out these 300 guys, and then one of these guys is going to shoot like 63, JT and then all of a tomorrow. sudden maybe get in the top 10 or something <laughs> going into the weekend because there's some good players in the back here. Like JT only shot three under, Shoffley was only mm -hmm. three under, Max Homa, Sam Burns, Cameron Young, Patrick Cantlay. Those are big names at three under. Uh, Zalatoris in at four under. I ended up not playing Zalatoris because I wanted to see how that back was going to hold up. Yeah. You know JT has a 62 in him. Uh, he's won. He's won here twice. Too. Either tomorrow or on Saturday, yeah. JT's got a sixty-two. He's won here twice, uh, so uh, yeah, he definitely I think could could make a move here. But I, I like where I sit with Morikawa. Nice uh, nine under. I was kind of hoping Rom would get off to a slow start, but there he is, and that's why you see Rom is the favorite. Two forty. Morikawa six to one. Scotty Scheffler at seven fifty. Tom Kim eleven to one. Sunjay M twelve to one. Finau Fitzpatrick also at fourteen. Hovland at 18, then you go down to the 20 range, Spieth, Wise, and then J.J. Spawn at 22 to 1. All right. Well, that is your updated odds and analysis on the Century Tournament. And also at DraftKings, I okay. want to mention, too, yeah. you can bet live as well on top five and also top 10, which I wish that they would offer out here at more of the Vegas stores. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that's what I was talking about, where it's like, okay, if you're betting outright. You can even go live top 20. Yeah. Like, if you feel like, oh, man, I bet an outright and he finished second, I don't get any money for that. That's why you can kind of split it up, especially if you're betting at a place like DraftKings uh, across the country. You can bet, you know, split it up. Hey, I'm going to do like half on a top 10 or half on a top five and half on an outright win. So, you know, obviously, this is uh, chalky with John Rahm. He is minus 225 for a top five, minus 600 for a top 10. But everybody else in the field is plus money for a top five. Mm -hmm. So you got like, you know, Tom Kim is two to one. Sun JM, 225. Tony Finau, plus 250. Morikawa is plus money at plus 110. So some of these guys that are like back that maybe you think, okay, they got off to a really slow start. Like, let me let me find a player here. A couple of these guys that were at like three under, like a like a Thomas, mm -hmm. yeah, Thomas or, or like or a, Xander, Xander Shoffley eight to one to finish top five, Justin Thomas six to one to finish top five. Those guys, if they put together like let's say they shoot three sixty sixes, you know, or I mean that's twenty one under par. That means they're going to be twenty four under. That probably based on the scoring we've seen, maybe not be good enough to win. That might be good enough to get top five. So that's another interesting way to play this if you're playing this in play. Yeah, we got to get our uh, golf guys here in Vegas to get on this stuff. I I, I, I really know, wish, and, and I have tried, and I have failed miserably. <laughs> uh, we got a couple minutes left in the segment, though. I want to get to these college basketball games that are about to tip off at 8 o'clock. Let's start in the WCC. Gonzaga taking on San Francisco at War Memorial Gymnasium. Mm -hmm. uh, the Zags laying nine and a half totals at 157 and a half. Anything for you in this game? 
Uh, a small lean to San Francisco. The Dons usually do play Gonzaga very tough. It's the now, game of the year for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now Gonzaga, uh, you know, just 12-3, and three, but they have won six in a row, including a nice win against Alabama. Started out 1-23 by 23 in the WCCC opener over Pepperdine. WCC is a pretty solid league this year. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, you have St. Mary's in there. That's a top, I think, 20 team in the power ratings. Santa Clara has been okay. Uh, BYU's been okay. So I still think Gonzaga is going to win this conference by a pretty comfortable margin. But uh, but San Francisco, they're 0-2 in the league, by the way, the USF Dons uh, this year, which really surprised me because they – you know, they've gotten some quality wins. They, of course, ended UNLV's unbeaten mm-hmm. streak here at the Thomas and Mack when they were undefeated. They drilled Arizona State by like 37 points. Uh, so this is a team that's beaten some good teams, but all of a sudden, 0 and 2, they lose at Santa Clara, lost at home to Steve Lavin and USD, the Toreros from San Diego. So lean, I think the number is right, but I do lean San Francisco here because I think this is a desperate team in this conference. Anything in Washington, Arizona, Wildcats laying 18 and a half total, 154 and a half. I made the number 18, uh, so no advantage in the number, but would lean a little bit UW, but I think Arizona is going to be able to score on that UW zone, so they run really good zone offense, so Washington's going to have to score some points. Arizona's size is just so overwhelming. Uh We'll see if the Huskies can hang. Both of those games tipping off at the top of the hour. We'll also get you caught up on what's going on in Iowa City between the Hoosiers and Hawkeyes when we begin hour number three. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.